If you become absolutely still, even for a moment, everything that's worth knowing is yours. It's funny what your brain can do to incite fear. I'm sitting in a national park, <laughs> a tiger reserve in India, where there's about 100 tigers, most of them Bengal tigers, which are the biggest tigers in the world, or one of the biggest tigers in the world. I think a Russian tiger is a slightly bigger, but they're big and they're powerful and they're majestic and they're beautiful. And I did a safari here this morning. Didn't see any, but I was told there was one walking across the road further down from where we were and we missed it. And then um, there's another one on the way out that we missed as well. Another truck driver or another safari dude said. But I've just come back in to explore around a fort and then go on off the track a little bit to sit calmly <laughs> in an environment that is somewhat scary. But I feel like I trust it. I don't feel like it, I'm being stupid, although some might, people might think I'm being stupid. And as I look around, I can go, oh, fuck, there could be one stalking. Because I've seen some documentaries about how they stalk and they come in absolute silence. But I feel okay about it. <laughs> Trusting. And so, weirdly, I feel more calm with apex predators than some of the stressful environments that humans create. Something about feeling like you belong when you're, you're in the natural order of things, even if it was to be taken. I've always thought that about sharks. Like when I'm surfing, if a shark got me, I'd just be like, so be it. I mean, it is what it is. I'm in their territory. This is what they do. They're ancient, they're prehistoric, unbelievable. And if it's just what happens, you know? So you feel almost more connected to the cycle of which you came, life, death, earth, nature, when you're in those environments. And um, yeah, and I find it's almost somewhat, yeah, like I say, refreshing or homely being in natural environments. This could be, this is naive in a lot of ways because I don't know much about tigers. And <laughs> so I haven't exactly got my cultural history of being taught if I grew up in these parts. My elders would have told me how to look out for them, how to smell them, how to be aware of them when they're around, what they're doing, what the seasons are, all these types of things. So I'm very naive in that sense. No, so little. But evil or I feel like if a tiger came, I would just like see myself in it and drop into a place of totality where I don't feel fearful. And that's what I'm attempting to do here. Because that's what you can do when you look around. You can, you, your mind can run ahead of itself and get fearful. And that's what I wanted to talk about in general, how I've felt that throughout my life. Like I, um, I saw this painting once of the Buddha meditating amongst like tigers and um, flames and demonic things and darkness and just like and he's just dead still in the middle with his little cup of tea next to him <laughs> and i love that image really 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 strikes me 
because I feel like a modern day version of that would be like people taking selfies on the outer and like billboards and media and news and all these things like distractions and dark entities inciting fear and narcissism and all things that really disconnect us from what it is we are, which is of this earth and flying on this rock in the middle of space. That's, that's the place I suppose I come to when I go through these stresses and my most recent one's been about my health, which I will talk about in another episode, but I'll just touch on here. And it's been one of like about, about 14 months long journey of getting one injection. I'll go into more details later, but essentially um, it put me in hospital, inflamed my heart and um, got a cardiac MRI, showed my peri pericardium was swollen and it's called peri pericarditis. And um, I spent tens of thousands of dollars trying to heal this thing, trying everything and stressing myself out. Nothing was working, all the doctors wouldn't. Um, I'd have to get pushed so much up to just get it acknowledged because of the whole nature of the kind of totalitarian government thing that was going on in Melbourne. Eventually got it proven and linked and um, and acknowledged and that helped somewhat because but it, ultimately it was very very stressful just because no one had solutions and no and there's no there's no um, ways in which it was it looked like it was going to get healed. So I was trying everything and the point is it created a tremendous amount of stress in me because my health is probably the thing that I am, is the first and foremost, you know, once my health sorted then I can be in the world or I can, yeah, like if that, it's the backbone of existence, my existence I feel, I mean in all our existence obviously because otherwise without it we'll be dead. So it's created a good challenge to let go of that and like overcome the stress and um, half of it like trying to heal it psychologically, spiritually, um, scientifically, medically, Western, Eastern, all these things I was trying and nothing, nothing was working and it was um, deep places of hopelessness because it was debilitating. I couldn't work for three months because I had my energy was that low because my heart was so restricted. It couldn't pump blood properly around my whole body. That was like an inner stress, a very inner stress. And uh, my way of processing it was accepting it. Like, it's funny you go to these places of when nothing's working and you, I don't know, you, my brain runs rampant on fear. Because there's a couple of points where I, I thought I was going to die because my heart was, um, racing so fast and beating out of my chest and uh, my, my, my head started spinning and I started getting faint and it was like pathologically going mental and then that was knocking onto my brain of like what the fuck is happening because it was I thought I was going to have a heart attack because my heart started beating so hard and I started feeling faint and um, headachy and a bit nauseous and my heart started skipping and Another one on this journey, on this in the last year was when my it's linked to your back, of your neck, and your brain, the top of your spine, because that was that's been in pain every single day for uh, probably tw twelve months all up, and so that was absolutely exhausting as well, just that constant pain. But th that that crescendoed at one point about six months into the injury, and 
I called an ambulance because um, my dad's a doctor and he said if such and such happened, call an ambulance and such and such happened and I called an ambulance and when I was waiting for the ambulance, my, um, the pain was getting so intense in my brain, I've never felt anything like it and I was just, so, I couldn't move, I couldn't open my eyes, it was just getting worse and I just, I had painkillers and they didn't do a single thing and I was like, oh, I could die and you kind of just go to a place of calmness why well, I do because you and it's happened in hospital as well when my lung stopped working and um, it froze and I couldn't inhale I wasn't able to breathe there's little moments there that you just go oh <laughs> everything just goes tremendously still and you kind of accept I mean this is what I do anyway like there's moments in the lead up to it of, of slight panic and oh shit and fear and thinking about your life and your loved ones and then there's a moment of just stillness and I, I think I'd, I consciously choose to go to the still place in those times that I felt like I was near and deaf because I, um, it just felt like a natural thing to do or a natural thing I wanted to do. I wanted, oh, if, when I pass, I want to pass consciously. I want to be very aware of my environment and what it is that I'm doing and how I'm transitioning out of this body. Just be as aware as possible. Ideally get into a very high state of consciousness through deep, deep yoga technologies and practices to, to shift and transition. Anyway, so yeah, that's where I was going. I just went to a very calm spot and this, on, it's all a spectrum, isn't it? Like, because when, when you get in mild stresses continually, I, it's sometimes more difficult to go to the calm spots. Like you just, neurotic thinking kicks in and you just start to worry about uh, the possibilities and all the, the fear and just, you, my, my brain just gets a bit rampant with, latches onto the fear and just, it's like a branch, branch loads of little sub-branches, all these just trees of little stems of thoughts just like unravel, ooh, what about this, what about this, what about this? And so for me, like the only way I can um, transcend that and let go of that and not, exp not embody those things is when I go into stillness, do my sadhana, do my, just do some, <laughs> just hold some shapes in my body, some yoga asana, then some breath work, then some meditation. And that is just uh, the only way I can really, I find like some intense breath work is really good to transition more quickly into still states. But it's just learning those neural, neural pathways in your brain to go, we're going here and um, rewiring your brain to go to where you want it to go in stillness and acceptance. And so yeah, that's what I feel about um, how I resolve or um, change my behavior from one of stress to um, calmness and look fuck like I'm traveling around India and there's some sh stressful things going on <laughs> in the environment here where you're like like it's because it's so chaotic and stimulating and and so yeah I, I find I have to because I'm sensitive I find I have to consciously accept uh, what's going on and just drop into a different level it's like the stimulants hit me and my body reacts and then I'm like oh no um, I don't want to behave like that I don't want to feel stressed re reacting to my environment and then you drop into another place and go oh, calmness an example of that is like when I'm riding my motorbike for Rishikesh 
I love going around the mountains on the open roads, but then when you hit traffic, it's, I love it by principle and, and by being in it, but like this thing of being a bee in a beehive and all these like cars and vehicles buzzing everywhere and you just like, it, it works so beautifully because everyone's just sensitive to each other and making beeps, beeps and hey, I'm here, I'm here. And then just, but everyone's moving at a certain pace where it's not reckless. It's like kind of, it looks reckless if you don't start to um, drop into what, the energy of it. And then once you do that, you kind of just like, oh, there's real coherence here. It's like what they say, organized chaos, but it's really fun. You feel like, oh, I'm a part of this thing. And, um, and there's moments of stress because, oh, but it's like almost like a dance of, um, dance of chaos. And uh, yeah, like that, that's been, there's points where I'm like, fuck this. And I just try to fly out of there or just like swerve through things. And, and that's probably a bit more dangerous because you, you kind of like fallen out of the flow and the sink of the group, which is, is one, uh, it seems, of everyone's very sensitive to, uh, very aware of, like there's, everyone's nudging and going through each other and, and like it's so, so it's close proximity, but it's, from my experience of it, it's, it's all, it's all very um, delicately done. Like everyone's going at a certain reasonable pace for it to work. That's cool. <laughs> and then, but like for the longest time, particularly when I was depressed, like my inner stresses were running rampant and I had no control over them. And um, it's kind of like my attitude towards new stresses now or new environments that create new stresses is right, this is an opportunity to um, transcend in another level of it. Because it's like, you're, it's all a scale of, you're, you're only transcendent of the, you know, you can only overcome the level of stress that you're presented with. For example, Jesus, the story of him putting on a cross and him transcending that moment of like death and facing death and torture and then being able to transcend that. Like I haven't had the opportunity to do that. And I really hope I don't have the opportunity, <laughs> but I say that because I mean, like I could hand on heart go, oh, fuck, he's on a level 400 if I'm on level whatever, much less than that. So it's not a competition, but it's, I'm just saying, it's just like a, it's like, in the same way my dog is only as obedient as his greatest temptation. So like, that's why when I was training him, I'd put him in more tempting environments and then do the training so that he listened when under the influence of greater temptation. And in the same way of stress, it's like you can navigate more stressful situations once, once you're like weathered to it. So yeah, I think that's, that's always, that's the whole thing of like everything is progressive and everything's working for you rather than against you. Because that's the thing that happens usually when stresses come on is like fit that victim thing of like, why me? What's like fucking, can't I just get a break? Or, uh, and then you go, wait a minute, this is all an opportunity. It's all an opportunity to grow and evolve. And that's the greatest, from what I can tell and my experience of life, that's the greatest desire in nature is to evolve, is evolution. And I see all these challenges that I've gone through, mental, physically, um, illnesses, 
they're all like there to um, upgrade my capabilities. So when you have that attitude towards them, you feel very empowered and that's kind of the attitude I think that just put a fire under me in terms of getting out of dark places or moving through things. And I still find it a challenge. Like I say, on this trip, I found it a challenge and I, it's still an ongoing challenge and no doubt there'll be new challenges around the corner later today, tomorrow. And um, the, fear, the good feeling of it is like when you, when, you sh when you shift beyond it or you change your relationship to the environment. So it's not one of like reacting and one of more responding from a place that you want to behave like or you want to embody or you want to be. And when you behave in those ways, you feel, oh, that, felt, that feels good because I, I know what I've done here, you know, like this. Yeah, so that's my feeling about um, being still inside when there's stressful things outside. And yeah, that, that relates to illness, even though the illness is going on inside of me and the stress is inside of me, it's still, it's a slightly different one and it's, it was a very psychological battle because there's points where with my illness, with this inflammation of the heart where, you know, the stress would make it worse. And so I was like, right, fuck, right, I, gotta, I kept trying new things. So I was like, right, now I've got to just, I know it's not healed, but I'm going to say to myself, it's healed, it's healed, it's healed. And then see if that, that mind changes, because I know that's a possibility. Absolutely, it's a surety. If, if I start saying in my mind, it will print out, because it, it seems very logical to me that consciousness precedes matter. So I am, and therefore I think, is uh, the philosophy and my experience of reality is that if I go to total stillness, I'm in a state of beingness, pure consciousness, and then a thought comes and I create a thought out of it. So in the same way, like, um, you can materialize things through, it, it, it starts at the core source of things, moves out and then moves out and there's all these laws around this and that's that's my feels so i say that to say i was experimenting with those ways to change my body through thinking a certain thing and it was interesting i had this um phenomenal experience um actually i'll i'll go into that detail later but that's a deep one and a big one to unravel so i'll talk about it another time but yeah, that's my feels on those things. Um, wanted to share it. Here I am in the national park. No tigers have come to eat me or see me. I was kind of hoping one would walk past. They seem so majestic and beautiful and powerful, so immensely powerful. How can you have anything but, it's like snakes. How can you have anything but absolute reverence for them? The power to take your life just walking by and all their beauty, fellow beings of this same earth. Pretty cool. Alright, lots of love to you all and hope you have a beautiful day, night or wherever you are, beautiful moment right now when you take your headphones off and look around and smell the air and be so grateful that you get to exist. What a fortune. <laughs>